0: off pretty slow girl, same grade as me. Tried to kiss her once in the, isle of
1: the bus. And she walked right over me. Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group.
0: And now here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. Coming to you on a wonderful Monday afternoon. Matt the uh, second half of October has started. We are 2 weeks from today away from Halloween.
1: Yep, it's yeah, exactly today. 2 weeks from today. Two, are you a Halloween fan? I know the new movies come out. Uh, oh. No, well, not Halloween. I am talking I'm talking, you're about, talking the movie. about the movie. Yeah.
0: I love the original Halloween. Uh, the Halloween. uh my daughter went to see the new Halloween over the weekend.
1: Does she has she watched the old ones? Never. Oh, never.
0: Had no idea what was going on. You can't do that. Other than that, she basically spent an hour and a half with her head buried into the shoulder of the girl next to her. <laughs> you can't do that. You I can't mean, go this, see
1: the last quote-unquote the last Halloween without seeing – well, at least the last three, 18, 2021 – and so it's Halloween. Halloween kills. So and is Halloween is, is what's
0: her name in all three of those?
1: She's this is her trilogy. Yeah, she's involved in this trilogy plus of the original. The yeah, she's the original. But person. she was not in any between. No, she the was original. in some. She was in H two O. She was, she was in some of those That's right. different. That's right. Well, That's right. Halloween revisit whatever. She was in some of those. In some, not in all of them. No, uh, it kind of switched in Halloween four. Switched back to Michael Myers, kind of chasing his uh, niece or something like that. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, so she has I, not I, been yeah,
0: in. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis. I, I mean, I, obviously, in the original was wonderful. It's a classic. Yeah, sure. I mean, all time top ten definitely top ten horror movie, right, if not sure. top ten overall movie. Uh, but um, I've I not kept up with the recent trilogy. I just I had not realized she was in all three until I went back and looked after Ali said she was going to see it.
1: Correct. Yeah. So Halloween, just normal Halloween. Uh, in eighteen, in Halloween Kills last year, and this was Halloween Ends. Uh, mixed reviews on it. I have not watched it. I've, there, there's not a Halloween movie I've ever missed. Just been delaying this kind of to go and it. do it. Well, I've read some reviews about it, and um, of course, I'm going to watch it. But read some reviews on it that I probably, if you are a Michael Myers fan, you will be disappointed. Oh, okay. I mean, he is the star of the show. That's correct. And I mean. You can't really have the Muppets without Kermit. I mean, let's <laughs> let's get some stuff done. You know, got a lot of good show coming up on the UTW podcast. Thank you for joining us on again, Derek. As you mentioned, a beautiful uh, sunny Monday as we record our Tuesday show. Going to talk more about the Aldera meeting and some different things and our works in the weekend upcoming. But before we get there, we always start our show by recognizing our 2022 presenting sponsor, the number one real estate team in DeSoto County. If you're ready to Put your house in the market. If you're in the market for a home, upsizing, downsizing, anything like that, please reach out to our 2022 presenting sponsor, the number one real estate team in DeSoto County, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group, possessing over 66 years of combined real estate experience. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. They were recently ranked as a top team in Mississippi and also voted DeSoto's Best for the fifth time. Currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Simply give them your address. They can tell you all about your home, other houses on your street, your neighborhood, your zip code, Brian and Terry possess all the analytics that you want from your realtor in 2022. Call them at 662-449-1700. Call Brian directly on his cell phone at 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. And as I always say, you can do a full home search at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Put in that information and let Brian and Terry's website, teamcouch.com, do all the work. As I've already said, full time, full service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. Give them a call today, 662 449 1700. And UTW Podcast listeners, always remember every home needs a couch. As we hit record on this beautiful Monday afternoon, Derek, the mobile cars and van rentals are just blowing and going. We delivered five vans to Hutchinson this morning. We've wow. got three other vans going out this afternoon, multiple cars. Two people have come in with insurance claims this morning. Just a lot going on with mobile cars and vans. Located at the corner of Commerce and McCracken. Uh, some big plans, big things will be happening over the next three weeks with mobile cars and vans. A new look, a lot of different things happening in the old burger shop. So get ready for that. Hopefully uh, pay attention to Facebook and start paying attention to those things uh, a lot of growth going on right here on the corner of McCracken and Commerce also Derek the uh, BP uh, next to us which is not a uh, advertiser finally getting some stuff and we have massive huge news when it huge comes to news. huge news Breaking when it comes news to a neighbor today. of mobile cars and vans later on in the show where we'll get to again mobile cars and vans thank you for being a sponsor of the UTW podcast their number again 662-469-4555 As we said on our Friday show, we're going to start the next several shows in a row, right up until the election or the vote on November 8th, by discussing Penny for the Park. We'll be coming up on November 8th. Most people know what we're talking about. Something neat, Derek. We will be sitting down with the engineer slash architect of the project. Um, he's the gentleman that we've referenced numerous times that has come in, stood before the board, presented them with multiple different options when it comes to the future of Fernando parks. Mr. Henry minor will be, uh, he'll be on our Friday show. We're going to visit with him on Wednesday, but he will be on our Friday show. I'm so excited to uh, learn more about the project. Here's what I'm excited to ask Henry about. And I, I really want this information. What other cities in the North Mississippi area that his firm has worked with that already have Penny for the Park. I think a lot of people will be surprised by that. And um, that's if you go to those parks and go to those ballparks and go to those different soccer fields, they have that for a reason. So I'm yep. excited about that.
0: Can't wait. Uh, looking forward to it. It's going to get on our Friday show. Uh, Henry, a really good guy. Amazing hair. <laughs> Amazing hair. I'm just, right. I'm just disappointed you're not going to be able to see his right. hair because it's a podcast.
1: Uh, that's very true. Yeah. So, I mean, he probably likes his hair, and, and I like my hair. So, it's going to be a little bit of a hair battle. <laughs> <laughs> hair, hair battle on Friday, I guess. Maybe a little bit of that. So, uh, looking forward to that. Penny for the part, November 8th, coming up. If you want to see what the plans look like, we'll continue to say. Walk right into City Hall. It's right there. Go into City Hall. It's sitting right there where the Alderman meeting, which we're going to discuss in a few moments, uh, will take place. Educate yourself about it. Don't just listen to the man or woman in Sunday school or the person who you know um, is down about everything. What we call them or a couple weeks ago? What do we call them? I can't remember what those people are. But the people that are down about everything, don't listen to them. Educate yourself. Learn those things about the future of Hernando Park. So excited to welcome Henry on our show this coming Friday.
0: And remember, the election, November the 8th, three weeks away from tomorrow. Well, actually, three weeks from when you listen to this show will be the election.
1: That's exactly right. A lot of, uh, not a lot of um, House stuff and Senate stuff going on in Mississippi, but across the country, that will be a very, Huge very big, big national day, day all across the country, Derek. And, uh, you know, Derek, when I'm running for things or when things are kind of happening, eat more ice cream. You understand what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Just eat more ice cream and say the economy's great. That's just awesome. <laughs> Just get a little Rocky Road with a waffle cone, stand there with your glasses on, and just oh, economy's strong as hell.
0: Okay, I am going to do a (laughs) little tangent here. So what are your one or two old school Baskin 31 flavors? What's your go-to?
1: I mean, I love cookies and cream. It's good. I enjoy the, um, I mean, like if I go to Sonic, I enjoy Reese's Cup Blast. Okay. That's what I enjoy. Give me a good quality strawberry ice cream, I'm in. Oh, if you I had mean. the
0: strawberries with, like, actual strawberry yeah, chunks sure. in there, I love That's a sure. good one. That's a good one. When yeah. I went to, going, growing up, going to Baskin-Robbins, I, I would get the same thing, world-class chocolate, which is basically white chocolate and dark chocolate mixed, okay. with chocolate mousse royale. So it was a, a deep, dark chocolate mousse with chunks of dark chocolate in it. I mean, just okay. absolutely fantastic. Those are my top. Couldn't venture off
1: one time? Just one time? Never venture ventured
0: off. off. So those two now, right there not of the 31 flavors, all. those were the two that I got.
1: Uh, 31 flavors and I would like one, sir. Just give me <laughs> no, one two. flavor. I don't want oh, i two. Two. I'm sorry. Two you mix them together. One scoop of each. I got That's you. Right. Okay. So Derek, part of something to worry about for that November 8th vote is going to be your word from the weekend. You'll see what I mean by that. Give us your word from the weekend to kick off our Tuesday show.
0: Matt, my word for the weekend is apathy. That's apathy. I had a great weekend. I mean, you know Beautiful, went to the ball game. No rain in Oxford. It did rain up here, I know, pretty much all day Saturday. No rain in Oxford.
1: Well, we know there was lightning within eight miles.
0: There was lightning <laughs> within somewhere. Somewhere yes. in the state of Mississippi. I could have lightning. run to the lightning I by the time. I think the lightning was in Hernando. That's true. And they, they stopped the game in Oxford. Uh, the reason it's for apathy is because what happened Sunday afternoon, we had our annual HOA, Homeowners Association, board meeting, and we had the meeting. We have 107 houses in our neighborhood. Is that how many? I didn't know that. 107, okay. exactly. Wait, and let me
1: guess. You had seven people there.
0: 12. Okay, woo. We had twelve people there. So, and I am one of them that not, was not, not there.
1: Yeah, and
0: not you know, and I would say, and two were from the same household. Oh, so we wow. actually had ten households yes. representative. Which, if you can do simple math, that's less than ten percent of the households were at the meeting. And we had a meeting. Have to have it. Have to have the minutes. Have to put it in the file, whatever, for every year. So you know that's just something that's required right, sure. by the covenants. And again we covered good things talked about what's going to go you know what the money was spent on last year what's going to happen this year typical standard HOA meeting the issue is, is that over the last 12 months, you know, we have a pretty active Facebook page and people have talked about, well, we need to change this. We need to do this. My, my response is, look, everybody's busy. Right. Uh, it's very hard. You know, the, our year starts October 1st. We pl- always have a meeting within 30 days of the start of the year. This was the best day for sure. the board. Of course. And we had the meeting. 115 people saw the post that we were having the meeting on Facebook. Cannot imagine that Ninety-seven other houses were that busy at four o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. So I don't mind being on the board. Love our neighborhood. Want to keep it up, maintain it, and/or make it better. It's just when, when, please, 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 do not complain. Yeah. If you don't show up, uh, please. Those that you know, again, this is this is not just for my neighborhood. This is all neighborhoods. If you are past due on your HOA dues, please do not reach out to the board. Right. Um, there's just certain things. Everybody is in it. Nope. Some people say, well, that's ridiculous. If you want your your grass cut, if you want your trees trimmed, if you want trees cut down that are dying, if you want to try to replace sprinkler heads, anything like that, that's what you do is go for it. We're not nobody's buying extravagant things for their neighborhood. Maybe you put up decorations on holidays. Maybe you try to uh, add something like a, a fountain and a pond or something like that. Yeah, those things come up, but that's just all comes from H O A dues. So whether you like it or not, or want to participate or not, that's fine. Just please pay your money on time because we cannot operate without that, and also. Do not complain if you do not show up. And so right now, people are so apathetic toward homeowners associations, and then they realize, well, my neighborhood is just going down. It's falling apart. Well, if we don't know about it and or can't afford to do it because of certain things, it cannot get done. So that's my, that's my uh, soapbox for HOA meetings.
1: You are correct, Derek. And uh, I was not, uh, I did not attend the meeting. Okay. I'm not on Facebook, so I don't know, I didn't know anything about the meeting. But I saw you when you were walking. Had a couple other things going on. No excuses. You're totally right. And, and sadly, Derek, you're right. Those people that are the most vocal are typically the ones that phone in a meeting. They're not coming. Well, I, I, how I, th- it works.
0: I think it's a small sampling of what's a, a problem with a lot of In America the world, yeah. It's yeah. just apathy. Yeah. We just, we want to complain. We want to do this. We want to, we want everything changed and everything to go our way. And then we don't want to do anything about it. Yep. We don't want to step up, don't take the time, you know, do whatever. So again, I hope that it just you know, I may be making somebody mad, whatever. It just doesn't matter. Please have a passion for something. And if you don't have a passion for it, at least participate wherever you are in, in you know in what you're asked to do. And for a homeowner association, whether you like it or not, you live there, you are a participant. Just Help in some way. And the easiest thing is to literally just write your check on time every year.
1: And something else, because the people that are serving on the board, be appreciative to them. And like you mentioned, pay your stuff on time there's ways to get things done and avoiding and not, you know, and griping on Facebook are typically not the way to do it. That's right. So let's go to another word that starts with A, Derek. Let's go to the Alderman meeting, the second Alderman meeting of the month of October in Hernando. Some good things coming out of that. What you got?
0: Looks like it may be another short meeting. I'm going to knock on wood. Yep, yep. Hope you can get that on tape. Knock on wood, but the first thing that we really want to point to uh, after all the introduction stuff is the approval to appoint the Assistant Chief of Police, Shane Ellis, as Chief of Police effective December 1st. Now we mentioned uh, in the last Audubon meeting uh, over the last week or so since the last Audubon meeting that the chief of police has turned into re- his resignation. He served just 25 years, wants to go into, you know, basically uh, being a private citizen. His last day is November 30th. So Shane Ellis, who was the assistant uh, chief of police just under him, will take place on December 1st.
1: That's going to be a vote. It's that's not gonna done be a vote. yet. that's not be a done vote. yet. So
0: they're going to be looking to do that. Uh, on December 1st so If that interests you In any way Please pay attention To the
1: meeting to tonight At 6pm I don't believe I know him I spoke to somebody Over the weekend They said he's been With the uh, Hernando Police Department Almost 30 years
0: He has been uh, He's been there a while And uh, I w- I have spoken To him directly In setting up The Santa Claus Caravan Right sure. uh, You know He was not One of the ones there But he was the one That was in charge Of making sure The officers were there it Seems to have done A good job I know he's always Helped us out In that aspect of it So if you know Shane Ellis Then you know If you want to support
1: him Be at the meeting Tonight at 6pm I was told that he did apply when Scott was hired and admitted after the hiring of Scott. So he's he's pretty high up in HPD. He applies for the job, gets passed over, or someone else gets hired. I was told that he, he has admitted that the, the best candidate got the job, Okay, and he stayed in his position and served, and here we are. What, I think Scott's maybe been there six or seven, seven years. years yeah. So seven years. I mean, yeah. that's a really big deal for somebody to say, hey, my community is Hernando, and I was not the right person for the job, but now uh, I am. And so uh, very interesting to see what the vote looks like uh, on the, tonight's meeting.
0: You know, again, that's pretty big of him to do oh, of that. Of course. And also to stay on and work sure. for the guy. Right. Uh, so it shows a lot of character and a lot of uh, love for the city. And that last thing really is the approval of the resolution for the donations for the city. So we talked about this before. They thought they had it, then there was one that was left off, so they wanted to bring it to the next meeting. I have the list right here in my hand. Not going to read it today. If it is you know, approved as it is stated right here, then we will report on what those uh, givings will be from the city to different uh, nonprofits uh, on our Friday show. Oh, I, I do want to mention one thing that's funny. Approval of an agreement with DeSoto County for the purchase of surplus property of four stainless steel commodes. Okay. To use Which you have to the, put on paper. From the old jail facility that are going to go to the Parks Department. They're going to look to put these out at the uh, track. So they're okay. going to look for some, uh, you know, and maybe a couple other places. Some of those stainless steel commodes. So they're, you know, they're tired of dealing with the uh, right. porcelain ones. Just yeah,
1: I, I, I can see that. I thought maybe yeah. it was going to the new animal shelter. Or something. Ooh, maybe, maybe the Can something. you imagine the uproar if <laughs> If those uh, stainless steel uh, toilets were going to the animal shelter, people will be riding in the streets, Derek. You never know. Thank you to the Board of Aldermen, all the people that have to be there, whether it be the people that run the YouTube or Jim Matheny and city clerk that has to be there to keep all the minutes and all the stuff. Thank you to all those people that do city business every first and third Tuesday. We really appreciate what you guys do. Derek, let's turn our attention to a different board that we're very appreciative of. Uh, We mentioned about three weeks ago that a school board member resigned her position, and uh, somebody has stepped up to – or has been appointed to take that over for the next two years. What you got?
0: Uh, the DeSoto County School District has announced that a new board member will be sworn into office on Thursday, October 20th, so this Thursday, at 9.15 a.m. Jared Wheeler confirmed that he is being appointed to fill the remainder of Ann Jolly's term on the board. Wheeler, who leads the volunteers in partnership with the sheriff. Citizens Program for the DeSoto County Sheriff's Department, said he was asked and accepted the opportunity to fill Jolly's role on the board. Now, Wheeler works with the Sheriff's Department as a deputy for the VIPS program and also with the Citizens Law Enforcement Academy. Jolly, who recently resigned due to health issues, served her last day on October 1st, and she had served for 34 years on the school board. She represented District 3 in the westernmost part of the DeSoto County The board members now usually serve six years in length for the county school district. And Jolly was last elected to the board on November of 2018. So she's been on it for four years since her last vote. So elections are staggered to avoid the possibility of an entire board being replaced at the same time. So, again, he will look to be appointed on Thursday the 20th and will serve for another two years until that position is time to reelect right. for that position. Now, we do want to remind everybody, two other board seats are up for election in three weeks, same week as uh, same day as the Penny for the Parks, Yes, uh, the November general election. Josh Sullivan and James Eric Wright are vying for the seat in District 1, which is currently held by Milton Nichols, who did not run for re-election. That's over there in Olive Branch. And current District 2 board member Michelle Henley is facing April Wright as Henley is running for a second term on the board, and this is up in the northern South Haven uh, portion of the county.
1: Good luck to Mister Wheeler as, as he takes over for the two year term, and uh, from the UTW podcast, Miss Jolly, who we, I don't I don't know her, Miss Jolly, thirty four years of commitment and doing stuff for the education of the Soto County kids. Uh, our hats off to you uh, here from from Derek and myself, and a, a wonderful feat, right, there to go thirty four years to do anything. So uh, we wish you best with your uh, health issues, and certainly prayers for that, and everything goes well. And uh, I would assume that it's probably got to be a good thing to get off of a school board to relax no, a little not. bit I, i'm on i'm on especially a couple after boards. 2020 i'm
0: on a couple boards None of them do I plan on being in for thirty four well,
1: years thirty four yeah, not only are you are on a couple <laughs> of boards, you and I personally, I had to tell you, hey, you can't say no in the, the, the world and Hernando and the city just kind of carries on whether you're on the board or not, so it's all going to be okay if you do end up saying no on some things Derek, but that's uh, you know we're going to say yes to something, Derek. Our final as we teased it about twenty minutes ago, our final huge news in the city of Hernando, we have mentioned if you recall. Uh, during our interview with Mayor Chip Johnson, the last time, back, the, in May. back in May, the word we're about to say, it was spoken at the very end and teased. But, Derek, give us the update, the huge news coming. I mentioned the word neighbor for mobile cars and vans. What you got?
0: All right, Matt. We got, but I need the... Breaking news. Whataburger has officially submitted plans... To locate in the city of Hernando, they will be building at the site of the old Chevron store at Sloan's Way and Commerce, right next to the dipsticks. You know, right, there, right there, coming Shell off station, the interstate. Yeah, it'll be different. the first thing that you get to on the right Correct. as you come off the interstate, going uh, north to south. Come off the right. It's gonna be right there. So again, Whataburger has officially submitted plans to locate in the city of Hernando. And, Matt, we have already had 10 posts on Hernando Happenings complaining about the traffic. Uh, already? It's already? It's already happened. Wow. All right. It's so Starbucks happened. is going to happen. Trust My right Bank there. is
1: there. Uh, Whataburger is Whataburger happening. Whataburger coming. I'm really surprised they're going to move forward already, Derek, because there's, I mean, obviously my business is right here in this, let's just say 200 yard radius, all the different corners of I-55. So I'll pay close attention to it is, you know, MDOT's going to have some changes and things that they do. So the fact that what Whataburger um, is going to move forward and is comfortable with whatever changes are coming, whatever right of ways MDOT has to do uh, is a big deal. I mean, it could certainly be uh five to 10 years before the Commerce Street stuff changes happen, so That's they got to right. get. I mean, they're going to build a good building. They're going to run a good quality business. I actually uh, sat down for the first time at Whataburger in South Haven on Goodman Road uh, about three weeks ago. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, they were efficient. Everything was good. You know, I mean, it's it is what it is. I mean, co- complain about it all you want to. Just, you don't have to go there.
0: Hey, it is another option for food. <laughs> there you go in Hernando uh that is not uh, uh mexican that is not um and so people always complain why do you hey, always you always bring up the mexican i'm just saying that's, always that's what everybody mexican. says that's what we, we have yeah, banks right. and mexican restaurants right. that's what we have at hernando plenty of this is not either one of those
1: okay so you're saying they say banks and mexican restaurants mm-hmm. uh, we would prefer no moss Well, speaking of food, Derek, let's go ahead and turn our attention to our seasonal sponsor. The Hernando Farmer's Market only has two Saturdays left in its 2022 season, and then they will have a special farmer's market on the Dickens of a Christmas weekend on November 12th. Some of those food vendors that they currently have, whether it be Brown Dairy Farms, Coffee Central, 6N Tubs and Bagels, Moonlight Pecans, Black Sheep Hot Sauce, The Cookie Lady, all those different food vendors out there every Saturday morning at the Hernando Farmers Market. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh, local experience. As I say each week, over 50 vendors every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., that's 8 to 1, on the historic Hernando Square. A wonderful thing, one of the best farmers markets in the Mid-South, if not the best in the state of Mississippi. Get out this Saturday and support as it begins to wrap up its 2022 season, which seems to have been, with the weather and the beautiful weather we've had over the last you know, 40, 45 days, seems to have been a wonderful success. Please get out and support the Hernando Farmers Market. Are you a hardworking and motivated individual looking for a full time or part time career in commercial insurance? Holland Insurance wants you on their team. Holland Insurance was founded in 1981 and has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch. They assist customers with auto, property, casualty, health, life, work with some of the largest companies in the world when it comes to insurance nationwide. Progressive, Liberty Mutual, Blue Cross Blue Shield, United Healthcare, Humana, Cigna. Those are just some of the 60 companies Holland Insurance works with to find the best deals for their customers. Give Bruce Robinson, Jerry Holland, and their team a call at 662 895 5528. That's 662 895 5528, located in South Haven, but ready to serve anyone under the water tower. Give Bruce and Jerry a call, 662 895 5528. Thank you, Holland Insurance. Middle of our Tuesday show brings us to the DeSoto County Fact of the Week, brought to us each and every week by Rob Long and the staff at the DeSoto County Museum located right here on Commerce Street across the street from Cadence Bank. If you don't know where Cadence Bank is, picture the old Bancorp South. That's, uh, that's pretty simple. <laughs> Same building. Same building. Cadence Bank right across the street, open from 9 to 5 Tuesday through Saturday. Rob Long and his staff are ready to show you all around the DeSoto County Museum with admission always being free. Derek, tell us this week's DeSoto County. Fact of the week. Well, this week,
0: Matt, we have a very quick, concise okay. fact of the week, but something that is uh, pretty notable uh, and also a pretty cool. Nobel Prize-winning Mississippi author William Faulkner's grandfather, William C. Faulkner, nicknamed the Old Colonel, defended Hernando during the Civil War. Now, we've talked about that battle, uh, but he was actually one of the ones that defended the Hernando during the Civil War. It's also no coincidence that William Faulkner's fictional town in all his novels was named Jefferson, which was Hernando's original name. So there you go. So William Faulkner used the town of Jefferson as all his fictional novels because his grandfather had actually defended Hernando, a.k.a. Jefferson, during the Civil War. So, again, a quick, concise, factual fact of the week for Hernando.
1: Always good coming from Rob Long. Thank you, Rob, for another great fact of the week. Sometimes they're a little bit longer and sometimes we just get right to the point. And uh, those are just some of the great things that you're going to see at the DeSoto County Museum across the street from Cades Bank on Commerce Street right here in Hernando. Get out today, visit with Rob and his staff, nine to five. Well, Derek, we know we have some pretty uh, cold weather coming uh, in the forecast over the next couple of days, and that's going to increase and make the leaves all throughout your your yard, all throughout Hernando, fall even faster. And I'll continue to say it the last three weeks. I've pushed it pretty hard. If you need help when it comes to leaves in your yard this fall, please reach out to the best. Reach out to Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, grading of your property, Richard can help. Give him a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. No job too small, no job too large. Let Richard come out. Take a look. If he can't do the job for you, he'll help you find someone who can. He's the kind of guy you want involved when it comes to your home or office projects. His number again, 662-292-8855 Williams Services. TeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water
0: tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create that comfortable environment to provide you with a relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239.
1: If you're new to the UTW Podcast, you know our show's always in, talking about young people, talking about those people that are out on Friday nights and, and, uh, and playing sports. Derek, we're going to go ahead and talk about football in just one moment, but tell us what's been going on with the other teams that we cover since our last show. All
0: right, Matt, we had uh, one last volleyball team that we cover. Hernando Lady Tigers was the last 6A volleyball team in the state playoffs, and they faced off against one of the best teams in the state in the third round in Germantown. Germantown has size and experience, and it showed in the match against Hernando. Germantown won the match in three sets, 25-11, 25-17, 25-9, and sweeps the Lady Tigers out of the playoff. Lady Tigers had a great year winning the district championship and making it one match short of the North Half championship. They are young and have a great middle school squad who just won the county championship, working their way up to high school the next couple of years. So congratulations, ladies, on a great year and can't wait to see what y'all do over the next two to three years.
1: Yeah, Derek, just kind of ran into a buzzsaw. Germantown may win the 6A title. Madison Central and Germantown probably are going to vibe. Neighbors right next Neighbors to each right, other. Neighbors, <laughs> right. I mean, they're district foes. Um, you know, And they've kind of you know eliminated the DeSoto County team. So very interesting to see how that plays out. But uh, congratulations to all those young ladies on a, a hard-fought season. I think they played anywhere between 30 and 40 games, and those are just some of the memories. Uh, you have with your teammates and stuff mm-hmm. like that so only had a couple of seniors so a lot of youth and a lot of young uh, parts coming back for the uh hernando volleyball team
0: yeah, i think they're have a great again This next two or three years to be really exciting uh as they as they get older uh get more experience, but also bring those younger girls up uh, sure. for help so looking really looking forward to covering that next moving on to football north point football north point came into the district game friday night facing a team they had not beaten in seven years ECS has owned the Trojans, and they fully expected to come to Trojan Field Friday night to continue the streak. The Trojans get on the board first with a rushing touchdown to take a 7-0 lead that would would be all the scoring that there was in the first quarter. The defense for the Trojans continue to stymie the Eagles' offense, and then the Trojans use a good, sustained drive to matriculate the ball down the field, and J.R. Henderson punches it in from three yards out to take a 14-0 lead. The Trojans were trying to take the lead into halftime, but the special teams fails them for the first time of the night, and the Eagles block a punt with 105 left in the first half. Two plays later, the Eagles score to make it 14-7 at halftime. In the second half, the special teams again has trouble as the low snap causes the north point punter to field it with his knee on the ground and gives the Eagles the ball at the Trojans' 17. The Eagles score three plays later this time to tie the game at 14-all. This time, though, the Trojans were able to answer with a 77-yard touchdown pass from Jack Patterson to Harrison Nowell, but the special teams misses the extra point to bring the score to 20-14, heading into the final frame. The Eagles get a field goal with 11 minutes left in the game to pull within three points, but both defenses clamp down for the rest of the game, and the Trojans are able to stop the Eagles on their last fourth-down try with less than two minutes left to kneel the game out, and take the 20-17 hard-fought victory. It wasn't a perfect game for the Trojans, but they exercised a demon and got their first win against ECS in seven years. The Trojans are now 5-3, 1-1 one one in district, and will enter homecoming week this week looking to fix some things in all three
1: phases Friday night as they will welcome Sheffield to Trojan Field. So, Derek, we talked about it all fair or whatever, so really kind of solidifies possibly a, a, a playoff spot. Uh, there's Probably. only four teams in the right, district. so a right. playoff spot, which is good. So good job, Trojans, Absolutely. and uh, y'all enjoy a great
0: homecoming week.
1: Moving on, Lewisburg.
0: Lewisburg. Uh, Lewisburg traveled down to Batesville to take on the perennial South Panola Tiger. Lewisburg was coming off the win against Hernando, and South Panola was coming off a rough loss to South Haven that might have determined the district championship. The Tigers were not happy and came out to score the first 12 points of the game. Lewisburg got on the board with a Robert Becker 28-yard field goal with 6.25 left in the second quarter to pull within 12-3. to and then after South Panola scored and got a two-point conversion, Lewisburg gets the ball back with 106 left in the first half, and Gunnar Gilmore hits Lucas Gesch for a 55 yard touchdown to go into the locker room down twenty to ten and with some momentum. That momentum unfortunately did not last very long. South Panola outscores scores twenty-eight unanswered in the second half and holds Lewisburg scoreless as they pull away to win easily forty eight to ten. Lewisburg falls to four and three, two and two in district, and will also celebrate homecoming this week as they welcome South Haven. South Haven leads the division, also just beat South Panola. You know, so they will preview the game on Friday. But man, I'm giving an early prediction that the halftime crowning will probably be the highlight of the evenings for the Patriots. I would Patriots. agree with that. I South Haven is a really, really good football team.
1: They're playoff bound for sure. Maybe a number one seed in the northern half. Uh, best South Haven team in quite a while. So, well, Derek, tell us about, we mentioned just a second ago, the uh, I mentioned atmosphere, Fernando, was a bit different this past Friday. And uh, it definitely showed, and it was a tough match. Tigers versus Jaguars this past Friday night, man, hard fault game. Like I said, I was there. Tell us about it.
0: Hernando was coming off the loss to Lewisburg and was still searching for their first district win. They were playing a comparable team, and the crowd was loud and ready on Friday night. The Tigers had first chance to score but missed a field goal, and the first quarter ends with goose eggs on the board. Hernando fumbles the ball with their own 11 in the second quarter, and DeSoto Central takes advantage to go up 6 nothing after the extra point is blocked. Hernando gets a Jackson-Usselton field goal on their next possession – but Southern Central was able to get the ball in the end zone again before the half to take the 13-3 lead, halftime lead. That is the way the score would stand entering the fourth quarter when Humes for the Tiger bowls his way into the end zone to make it 13-10 with 10-16 left in the game. The teams trade a couple possessions, and then Uselton comes in again and ties the game up at 13-13 with a field goal with 4.48 remaining. The Jaguars get the ball and move the ball down the field with Hernando not able to get them off on third down over and over again. D.C. kept converting. D.C. puts the ball in the end zone with 36 seconds left, and Hernando could not do anything after the kickoff to lose another heartbreaker 20-13. The Tigers fall to 3-5 overall and 0-4 in district, and we'll next look to hopefully get that district win as the two winless district teams face each other Friday night in Horn Lake.
1: That's right. Travel to Horn Lake on Friday night, 7 o'clock kickoff for the Tigers and the Eagles. Um you know the rules here we'll go ahead if you're a bird and you if you're a bird you lose lives. if you're you're a bird you lose so we'll go ahead and do that mascot <laughs> uh, battle right there but there yeah hard fault game um neither team really you, you'd look up and desoto central would start to kind of feel like they were taking the game over and then boom something would happen and it kind of would shift back and forth and um just a hard-fought game that the tigers could not pull it out at the very end sadly you kind of knew or it felt like what was maybe uh getting closer and closer and closer to I mean, happen. when,
0: when, you get, when it's Four minutes left, and there's moving the ball, moving the ball. Sure. And you just cannot stop them on the third or fourth down and get them off
1: the field. It's just – I will say, I, I will predict, and we'll cover it on, on our Friday show, but I, I, I feel good about Friday for Hernando. They found some new parts offensively that worked well, some kids that are playing both ways so that they've started to kind of use both ways. So I, I like that plan, and uh, I think that I think Hernando's going to be pretty good on Friday night. I think it'll be uh, it'll be a Tiger win, and we'll talk more about that coming up on Friday. But a hard-fought loss for the Hernando Tigers uh, right here under the water tower. Look, if you enjoy our show, our talks about Alderman meetings and or Whataburger or our Facts of the Week – Look us up on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. If you enjoy our show, you'll enjoy OB Pod. Simply stands for Olive Branch, covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. They also deep dive into Lewisburg, Center Hill, and Olive Branch Athletics. Release a weekly show really early on Monday mornings. OB Pod. Look them up today get the long sleeves out and uh, get ready and enjoy some of this cold weather uh, should be a hard freeze maybe coming up as we listen to this show uh, Tuesday night I think maybe a hard freeze get down yep. below 30 below freezing so the weather is definitely changing and looking forward to that I've said this numerous times on our show I grew up in Franklinton Louisiana where we had a huge fair and we always called this weather it was called fair weather that's all we would look forward to all fall long it was like when does the fair it's nice weather point. get here that's a nice point oh no, yeah right, so then. yeah when does the fair weather get here so it'll definitely be hitting Washington Paris this week so good luck to my hometown uh, this week enjoy the uh, wonderful fair weather and if you live in Hernando we definitely appreciate you listening to the UTW Podcast share it with friends and family take the link share it Google Podcast Apple Podcast Spotify share it with friends and family Let, let them know what we talk about each and every week well Derek if there's nothing else I'm Matt and I'm Derek join us next time Under the Water Tower
0: this is where we dropped off the pretty little girl Great as me Tried to kiss her once in the aisle of the bus and she walked right over